Welcome back to the Ringmasters podcast. We are back for our 2017 season. I'm so excited to be back. I'm Grant Lefebvre here with Jameson Galloway, my esteemed colleague. We are here to catch you up on some wrestling. It's been a while, been about four weeks since our last episode, uh, since our season ended, and we are excited to talk the build-up to the Royal Rumble. Jameson, how you doing? I'm doing good, Grant. This is a, this is a fun time to be a wrestling fan. You got WrestleMania season right around the corner, Royal Rumbles right around the corner. Uh, it was a long break. I watched a lot of uh, a lot of Royal Rumbles on the network over the break. Really? Which yeah. ones did you watch? I started at uh, 1993, because uh, that was the year I was born. Yokosuna won that one. And then I went from like 98, 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2005. I was just rattling them off. Nice. It, what fascinates me the most about those is uh, watching Chris Benoit, because they never show anything about Chris Benoit. If you're watching anything on television, they don't talk about him. For obvious reasons, but um, it's just it's fascinating to watch him wrestle because you never see it. You know, it's right. a weird dynamic when he's uh, when he's out there. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, erased from history yeah. for uh, some very very reprehensible things. Uh, very understandable, but you can still see him if you go back and watch those old matches. Yeah, he actually won um, the 2004 Rumble, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite the uh, the fascination for me there. Definitely. So. Which Rumble of all the old ones would you say was your favorite? Ooh, that's a good question. I would probably say 99, I think, was my favorite because I think uh, Vince McMahon won 99, if I'm correct. And <laughs> he controlled the entire match. Um, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was just uh, all over the place. He was dominating everybody. Then they took him up into the the audience and then into... Uh, the, the women's bathroom in the stadium and annihilated him there. And then he comes back and Vince McMahon still finds a way to win. Also, 2005, Vince McMahon had another great moment. If I don't know if you remember, John Cena and Batista are the last two. And I remember. What, they, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they both go out of the ring at the same time. So Vince McMahon comes down, walks in the ring, and like tears both of his quads. Yeah, he, he hits the ring, literally, yeah. with both his legs. Smashing him up against the apron and then screams at both men while sitting down. Yeah, he tears both of his quads, can't stand up, so the whole segment is just botched. It's pretty hilarious, but yeah, that w- those were my favorites probably. Definitely, yeah. I'm and I'm hoping because this Royal Rumble, just from announcing the way that they've been doing the announcements for who's going to be in it. Obviously, we don't have nearly all the names yet. We just have a few, a handful so far. But it's very, very exciting, and uh, you get the sense that anything could happen. There are a couple of dream matchups uh, that we'll discuss, whether or not Undertaker will win now that he's announced that he's going to be there, or whether or not Cena might win and do his last Mania main event. There's a lot of possibilities. So I am very, very excited, and things are going to start happening in wrestling now. The few weeks that we took off, not too much happened. It was the end of December. Uh, We had one last pay-per-view, the second roadblock pay-per-view of the year for some reason. That I don't really understand, um, but nothing really happened there except the tag titles changed. Uh, the New Day's reign, record-breaking reign, was ended as soon as it possibly could be after they broke the record, and now Cesaro and Sheamus are our Raw Tag Team Champions. I'm sure you were pretty excited to see Cesaro win the win the the tag team title belts there. I was excited twofold. I was excited one because the New Day's reign was finally over, and it, they just had nothing left for him to do. They would beat the club, beat Cesaro and Sheamus, and then repeat. And then they never really ran into Enzo and Cass too much outside of some early stuff last year. But it was just the most stagnant division was the Raw Tag Team division. Nothing was going on there. And it would just be these segments where they'd always, they, all they'd talk about is breaking the record. We're going to break the record for the sake of breaking the record. And because there's a concussion lawsuit that 
some numbers of demolition are involved with. But we know we don't want you to think about that. We're just breaking the record. It was so stale. And then you have this awesome, awesome tag team match with a very creative finish with Cesaro faking the hot tag to Sheamus and then Sheamus rolling up Kofi Kingston. Very exciting match. One of my favorite main roster tag matches of last year. And now we finally have some good dynamic tag team champs. And now uh, they're in a feud with the club. So Yeah, it, but it, it doesn't really seem like, other than the New Day not having the tag title belts, it doesn't seem like a whole lot's really changed with them. <laughs> no, they're uh, they're still out there. They're doing their promos. Yep. Uh, apparently losing the, those are just no never mind to them. They lost those and lost the rematch, and I guess that's okay. Yeah, they're fine. They're just out there having fun, I guess. <sighs> yeah, to be fair, in, in character it makes sense because they're just these guys who just come out there and are wacky, but it would have been nice to have, you know, seen them want to get those back instead of just insisting on humiliating Titus. Yeah. I think that's their only goal right now. Yeah, Titus has been humiliated quite a bit as of late. Yeah. Titus, I'm sorry, bud. I'm sorry you grabbed Vince McMahon's arm that one time and have spent the past nine months getting uh, humiliated after getting suspended. Yeah. Uh, okay, can we talk about that first? Yeah, don't mess with Vince. Let's just jump in. Well, that too. But let's talk about what they did to Titus this week. If you're going to embarrass Titus, you might as well use an embarrassing thing that he did and then just exacerbate it. Uh, from the old NXT game show back in 2010, back when Curtis Axel was Michael McGillicuddy, back when Bray Wyatt was Husky Harris, um, they had a keg carry challenge where you'd have to carry it all the way around the ring and make it back to where you started at the ramp. Were you watching this at this time back in 2010? I have watched it in hindsight. Okay. Uh, and I remember seeing bits and pieces of it, but I do remember this because Titus was wearing his homemade Make It A Win t-shirt, his purple t-shirt, uh, and he ran around, and not only did he drop the keg, he fell directly onto his face and just ate it in the most embarrassing way. And they replayed it eight times with wacky sound effects and just embarrassed the poor guy and then made him do it again and then just drop it right before he got there. Did you get the reference? Because what, what he did, dropping it before going over the end line, has been happening in football for, like, the last two years. Like, it's an epidemic. All of a sudden... Anybody that's carrying the ball into the end zone in football is dropping it before they, they go in, which is a fumble and not a touchdown. I don't know why these guys are doing it. They just can't carry it over the goal line. But that was a reference to that. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, now, Jameson, why is that an epidemic? Just I'm just wondering because I'm not uh, into football as right. you are. No, that is a great question. Uh, Deshaun Jackson started it um, when he was at the when he played for the Eagles. Um, he was had a wide-open touchdown. It was like a 60-yard touchdown, and he's running it in, and he drops it before he goes over the line just prematurely and thinks he scored and ever since then I don't know the, like it happens in college more than it does in the NFL but these guys are have a have a walk-in touchdown so we I mean it's a pretty much a given that it's going to be a touchdown they walk it in and they drop it before they walk in because they think they've already got the seven points on the board and they don't I don't know it's a great question why kids are doing it but um it, it crazy kids it, it makes me upset <laughs> when yeah. I see it and so it was pretty funny for them to to show that and especially when Vince likes to say he doesn't pay attention to to any other sports so someone has to be uh, in his ear for that one somebody yeah. well if you're going to touch down you should make it a touchdown yeah. as Titus would say <laughs> exactly <laughs> so oh, I'm sorry Titus I feel bad for laughing about that but not really so alright so we're going to get into Raw a little bit we'll give you some recap about what's been going on and the direction that they're going to be taking with some of these feuds because a lot of the feuds haven't changed a lot in the past month uh, we still have the same four guys at the top of the card with the uh, U.S. title and the Universal title. We've got Kevin Owens and his best friend, Chris Jericho, and we've got Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. I have a stat for you. Ooh, what is it? 
since the the brand split, Roman Reigns has had 19 matches. Okay. 15 of those 19 matches has been against either Chris Jericho or Kevin Owens, or both, as was the case on Monday. I believe that. 15 out of 19 matches since the brand split have all been against the same people. Isn't that pretty amazing? Yeah, and it was Rollins against Owens for three straight pay-per-views. Yeah. And their matches on Raw. Uh, wow. You, you so think what were you talking would, about when we said get a little stagnant? Yeah, you think they could change things up uh, somewhat, but my goodness, that's uh, I'm mean, I'm not very good at math, but almost over over seventy five percent of the time in the last I don't know when was the brand split July? It's uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean I'm no expert at math, but that seems like <laughs> terrible decision making to yeah. me. That's that's awful. And the problem is that on their own, any of those four guys can be good. Shut up, Roman Reigns can be good. Not you. That's talking to. Okay. Any, anyone. Roman Reigns can be very good, except when he has to take two code co- two, oh, I can't even speak, I'm so flustered. <laughs> two code breakers and an apron power bomb to put him down, and you know, this uh this jerk gets pinned so the guy everybody likes can be champion. Um but Jameson, you had a hot take on Roman Reigns last time we talked. It was surprised me because it came in dis- in like December 2016 right. after everybody's basically gotten acclimated to the fact that Roman Reigns is going to be the guy. Right. What do you think about Roman Reigns now? Well, I was absolutely shocked that he didn't just miraculously come out of the the two code breakers and the power bomb on the apron and and win the match when when the the ref's hand hit the third time and Chris Jericho was the new United States champion. I was I was shocked. I could not believe that Roman Reigns lost a match when everything was pinned against him. He actually lost. It was the first time I'd seen it in, seems like, decades. But uh, um, my thought on Roman Reigns, I guess, hasn't really changed a whole lot. And it, it, I'm fine with the way that match ended. I'll say that on Monday night. Yeah, he cut a promo in the middle of the show. It was just one of those 30-second things where this awkward backstage interviewer walks up to him and asks him his thoughts. And he cuts this promo, and I think to myself, man, he is still really bad at promos. And you think that in this time that they would have either given him promos that are better suited to his style, and I don't really know what that is outside of not really talking, but you'd think that they would do something to help patch up this problem that people have with him other than the fact that you know his promos really aren't the problem. It's just the fact that he's going to get pushed regardless of reality, barring any wellness policy violations. And when Finn Balor beat him, which is my favorite episode of Raw last year, it was when Sasha won the women's title when Balor beat Reigns and it was the big upset and it was crazy. But it's just, yeah, it's still something that I think I'm pretty cynical about, although I don't really hold it against Roman Reigns. I know it's got yeah. nothing to do with him as a performer. So, If you want people to start liking Roman Reigns, you have to continue this. You have to continue him to get beat down week after week and not come out on top week after week. Have him get beat up by Chris Jericho, beat up by Kevin Ro- Kevin Owens, and eventually people will start feeling sorry for him. And then once he finally does come back and overcomes the adversity, then he will be liked as a baby face. This, this is my, my proposition to the WWE creative team. Okay, I will make a bet and we will never, it's completely, we're never going to see this through. So it's no, almost needless. Won't. But you know what I'm going to say. If they turn him heel, he'd get the biggest pop of oh, 2017. Yeah. Of course. Not because, you know, people getting bludgeoned with chairs is a good thing. And I imagine that's how they do it. But because people realize that they're finally being listened to, but I don't know. I feel like we've been having this discussion yeah. for like three years. They won't give us so. that satisfaction. So 
they they will not turn him heel. If they turn him heel, it would be a great decision, but they're not going to do that. So that's I just keep having him getting beat down, and eventually he'll become a, a well liked babyface. But okay, we'll see. Sure, <laughs> we'll, we'll get right on that. Yeah. Somebody brought up the possibility of Braun Strowman winning the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. and then challenging Reigns, and it's the main event of WrestleMania is Reigns versus Strowman. Could you imagine? I, I can imagine Braun Strowman winning the Royal Rumble. I, I think that could be a possibility. But for him to face Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania, no, I wouldn't like that. Ah, oh, I couldn't handle it. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind Braun in that situation, though. Yeah. Um. And yeah, let's talk about Braun. Okay. Uh. Now that we're here, uh, he's been embroiled in a feud with Sami Zayn, where Sami Zayn has been stifled by Mick Foley, who doesn't want Sami Zayn to make the same mistakes he has, and he's been screaming at him. This has continued while we've been gone, too, between the seasons. And they had a really great match last week. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was their last man standing match. They brawled all over the place, but Strowman ended up beating him soundly. And um, the show starts out, and Strowman and Rollins get into it. And they have the best match of the show, I thought. This was very, very good work from Rollins, uh, especially. This is, I think he should face people who are much bigger than him all the time because he's so great at that stick-and-move style of just hitting somebody and then trying to stay out of their way. So I think he really did good here, and Strowman did find himself. So I agree. I, I've said I love everything that Rollins does. I think he is top of the line uh, in this company. There's only maybe a... a one or two guys that you could put above him in my eyes, but I do not think that him being a babyface has exactly worked. He's obviously better as a heel, and you can probably say that for a lot of guys in the company. But um, they've been kind of in this limbo with him. It seems like as a babyface, and they don't exactly know what to do with him in this role. Yeah, they put him up against heels, but they don't let him do babyface things outside of a few instances. But they never gave him that one moment where they said, "Okay, we brought him back as a heel for reasons that escape everyone." Uh, we have no idea why he did that or why anyone did that, bringing Seth Rollins back as a heel after his big injury. And then they turned him face, but there wasn't this one big moment where he really redeemed himself. He just started fighting bad guys and not being affiliated with the authority as much. It's He's really wishy-washy, and so is Reigns. Like, if you think about their characters, not to get too into them as guys on a wrestling show, on a WWE wrestling show, but as characters, like... What are they? What are they thinking? What are their goals outside of winning? Why is this personal for them? It's like you have trouble internalizing that, and you have trouble getting into it as much because of right. the way that that's been booked. And while we're on Rollins, um, we still have yet to see Triple H on Raw since he handed over the title to Kevin Owens. Correct? That, that is correct. I I just do not understand that uh, that thinking. I mean, obviously Rollins has called him out how many times? It doesn't. What what sense does it make? Maybe you can help me here. For him to not be on Raw, that's been. I mean, how many days? That's been months upon months. That that's when we started the show in September, correct? Yeah. My goodness. That's yeah. how long it's been since Triple H has been on TV. He put himself in the in the biggest storyline on Raw or in wrestling, and we haven't seen him. Um, I, I eventually, I'm guessing we are going to in the next month here. So I would hope um, they're eventually going to feud, but. What, what's the point? It seems lazy on, on their part. What's the point of just not him having him anywhere? Well, as you know, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are the most important characters on the show, even the shows they aren't on. And Stephanie McMahon was all over this show. 
we'll, I might say something about that in a minute. But I would, I want to see Triple yeah, H. Yeah, yeah, but show. you, but Triple H, especially the way they left it, there needs to be some resolution to that, and it's obviously going to be at WrestleMania. There's no way they're not doing it. They're probably going to do something, or at least a tease at the Royal Rumble, maybe just a setup for it. The match that everyone thinks is going to happen is Rollins versus Triple H, which I think everyone wants to see, uh, or at least most people, because you know everybody likes Rollins and Triple H is pretty good at being a heel. Um, I don't know. This week, I understood he couldn't book himself over Clemson, so <laughs> that's that, true. That that's true. That's one thing. But so apart you're from, saying next week, ne- maybe. I man, I don't know. There's there's one person I would rather see Triple H face at WrestleMania. Who's that? And that's Shane McMahon. Really? Yes. There's there's been I mean there's a lot of rumors out there that there's real heat between those two, and that's why it's, uh, Shane McMahon left the company back when he did in the mid 2000s. Um, I don't think they get along, and I think that's what makes the best feuds in professional wrestling is when there's real heat, and it makes us as fans care more. I would love to see those two go at it because obviously we know Shane can still go, and Triple H is still probably in the best shape of his life. Uh, I want to see that match at WrestleMania, but you're probably right. We're more leaning towards Rollins and Triple H at this point because just weeks and weeks go by without the feud going anywhere. So, Yeah, um, I'm interested in that, I guess. I don't really know how good of a match that would be. I mean, they could make a good angle around it if they wanted to. The hype would probably be better than the match because of the heat they have. But you're right, the match, who knows? Yeah, as long as it's not a 20-minute Matt-based epic full of sledgehammers and crazy spots that this 40-year-old man should not be doing. But, I mean, yeah, that, that could be interesting. I'd almost rather see them do it at the Rumble or at Fastlane. And then, um, well, there was rumors that Shane was going to face Lesnar at Mania. Good God, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I, I that, that would be some serious bumping for Shane. Yeah. And, uh, well, he's used to that. He's been doing that his whole career. I, I know, but... It just makes me worried for him, you know what I mean? Because you know it's a uh, it's a rough it's a rough gig mm-hmm. to be working that match. So I hope that doesn't happen. But uh, I'm I'm guessing we're gonna get Lesnar and Goldberg at, at Mania. Is is that's the obvious choice yeah. now? Yeah. Yes. And uh, that who knows that could turn into a heck of a match. Yeah. Uh, it could not. Um, their old match is fascinating. Back at WrestleMania 20, one of the mm-hmm. worst WrestleMania matches because. They're not into it, and the crowd's not into it. They were both on their way out. And it's completely exposed that neither of them cared or had passion for it because of all those circumstances. So it's fascinating, but it was so ungodly bad that only Steve Austin could show up and save it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if they want to book a big match like that, then I'd say do it, and do it earlier on in the show. Don't make that your main event. But, I mean, hey, give them 10, 15, maybe, minutes. Keep it under like fourteen minutes, and then uh, they get a heck of a match out of that. I think. Right. What? So the winner of the Royal Rumble obviously wins. Um, gets the main event at WrestleMania. What? What would you rather see? Would you rather see that before the WWE Championship, which again has changed names? It's not the World Championship anymore. It's just the WWE Championship. I swear they change the name every month. But yeah. and we also have the the Universal Championship. Yeah, the Universal Championship. But what would you rather see? The, the WWE Championship be the main event or the Universal Championship be the main event? Well, um... Obviously, it depends who's there and who's holding, but right now. Completely. I'd rather see Styles in the main event because... He deserves he, it. Yeah, and he's not one of those guys you talk about and we just want him to be good, so we always talk about how good he is. He's not overrated. He is one of the best in the world. And he is such a great worker, and he knows how to save his best matches for a pay-per-view. 
He knows how to bump like a fiend. Uh, he's great at being a heel, even just being a heel with his moveset and style and basically becoming a great wrestler outside of the WWE, then moving to WWE style and still not losing what made him special. There's a bunch of puns in there with style. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I really want, yeah, phen- yeah it's phenomenal wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Some, God, that's lame. But, uh, I'd really like to see him in the main event because he's probably the best worker for it, honestly. I'd like to see him up against, uh, not Dean Ambrose, but uh, whoever wins the Rumble. Which which is why I believe there's a possibility that the dead man, the Undertaker, is going to win the Royal Rumble. Yes. Um, because he's going to face AJ at WrestleMania. That's my early, early prediction. That's That would be a good match, I think. Yeah. Um, it would validate Styles if they put him over, which they should, um, because he can still go consistently and still keep working that rigorous schedule. But it would just be a great send-off for The Undertaker because he's his career has been winding down. Well, every, every year we say it's winding down, and he comes back and right. does another one, and then does another one at Hell in a Cell and all these other things. But... I think that would be a very smart booking choice, and I'd be very interested in what they did with the match. If you had, for the people that have said they're entering so far, if you had to pick a winner right now, who would it be for the Royal Rumble? Gosh. All right, so for the sake of everybody, let's go over who's in it. Okay. Uh, We've got Goldberg, of course, the very first entrant. We have Brock Lesnar. We have Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Chris Jericho, Big E, and Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, well, the entire New Day, and Taker in the Royal Rumble so far. So that's 10, uh, 20 others expected. Uh, out of those... Um, do you, First of all, do you think the winner comes out of this group? Possibly. Possibly. I no. highly doubt it's going to be Goldberg. Or Lesnar. Or Lesnar, uh, because they don't really have plans for either of them beyond WrestleMania. And the Royal Rumble is one of those matches where you can get eliminated and it doesn't... It protects you in booking. You're not... It's not like taking a pin or tapping out um gosh i don't know i mean rollins versus styles is a dream match i'd love to see that happen that that would be great uh i don't think Strowman's ready baron corbin's been wrestling very good recently very well recently but i don't think he's quite ready yet either so probably rollins uh that's who i'd like to see rollins or taker for very different reasons but i think they both uh would make the most of that spot i think we're clear on one thing that AJ Styles deserves the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, I definitely he deserves to be there. I I think um, the the year that he'd had in 2016, um, I think he's definitely the top guy in the company. I'd argue against anyone right now that he is the top guy. Yeah, like when did he have a bad match? That he didn't. Yeah, he made Ellsworth number one contender watchable television. Right. You know, he he just the physical acting, the way he bumped, the way he moved, the way he hated Dean Ambrose. Even that could have turned into the worst thing in the world, but he was sort of there as an anchor. He was the glue holding that wacky stuff together with uh, Ambrose and Ellsworth. And even that wasn't, even though that got repetitive and pretty tiresome because they did it for, oh gosh, was it four <laughs> weeks in a row? That actually was um, not too bad, but you know, there's nothing really he can't do that we've seen so far. We haven't seen his limit. So I don't th- really think he has one in terms of WWE. So, no. uh, dude, you need to be in the main event. If yeah. anyone else is in the main event, I- I'll understand if it's a select few people. Like, of course, I want to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the main event of WrestleMania. That would be <laughs> heck of a match, but I don't think that's where any of that's going. No, I don't so. think so. 
You have to wait a, a little while for that one, probably. Yeah, and a uh, year or two down the road, probably. But that would be insane. So, any uh, Royal Rumble uh, contendership dream matches that you'd love to see? Hmm. From from getting a winner from the Royal Rumble, you're saying, mm-hmm. then going to WrestleMania. Well, I said I, I have a feeling Undertaker could win it and go face AJ Styles. Um, the, you know, there's always the surprise entrance. Are we are we gonna see Kurt Angle? That's are, the big question. He's are we gonna see it. a Hardy Boy? Um, you know, it, there's just a lot of questions. I don't know if any of those guys would win it. Um, but like, it, it's uh, there's always a celebrity. I, I think the the match that I would want to see as of right now before I mean there's no way of really knowing the rest of the twenty entrants, um, but I think it'd be cool to see the Undertaker win it and go on and face AJ Styles. I could also see them having Braun Strowman just dominating everyone. I agree with you that he's not ready. Oh yeah, he is not. But couldn't you see them doing that? The way they've been booking <laughs> him in the last uh, month of just destroying everybody. I could I could see it happening. Uh, I could see. It's either going to be, he's either going to win, God forbid. And I got nothing against the guy. I don't want to make it sound like that. Like, he's in there, and he's working very hard, and he hasn't been doing it for very long. And he's just doing He's doing his best trying to play the monster heel role, and he's been doing a pretty good job. But main event of Mania isn't his next step, I feel. Uh, Sami Zayn was a great program for him to work because nobody sells better than Sami Zayn. Uh, looked like he was literally dying every time he got into a match with him, which was great. But, yeah, I don't think he's ready for that just yet. So, I mean, he, he's probably going to have a spot on the Mania card, obviously. Oh, yeah. But. I, I, see, I, I, I like what he's been doing. I, I think he's definitely one of the more interesting parts of Raw right now because everything else we've been seeing for week after week after week. And Strowman's just a loose cannon. Yeah. He's a monster. I think he's fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, I do enjoy watching him, too, because everyone else sort of gets with the program. Kevin Owens is the universal champion, and and he's best friend Chris Jericho, and they run all over the place, but they still just come out and do their match and do their promos, and and everyone just fits within their cog, you know? Dean Ambrose is wacky, but he's not really going to do anything other than make a bunch of faces and throw a bunch of really bad lariats and stuff like that. But he really is dynamic on the show, Strowman. He's... Someone who comes in and, you know, interrupts other people and changes the course of these segments as they're going. So I really enjoy seeing someone dynamic on a wrestling show because that's how it should be. Yeah. These are supposed to be a bunch of crazy characters running around, getting into trouble with each other, you know, getting into fights. And that's what, that's what wrestling shows should be, man. Yeah, you're right. I agree. And uh, I tell you what, I'm excited for this Royal Rumble. You're just thinking about all these guys that are going to be in the ring together at the same time. It could go anyway. We don't. We we really don't know how this one could end because there's a lot of good talent. I mean, all the top guys in wrestling and uh, the Undertaker's in it. It's uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. So, all right, can we talk about my favorite part of Raw since we've sure. been away? Uh, we, we might we might miss SmackDown here. We're 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 running short here. We, okay, we'll we'll get to it. SmackDown's okay. pretty short. Okay. Uh, Raw is Neville, King of the Cruiserweights. The only good thing about the cruiserweight division after the classic. <laughs> yeah, you can say that again. Yeah, uh, no offense to any of these guys, but they came in and they did this cruiserweight classic with a crowd. They at full sale where they do their NXT tapings. Uh, that was very much into it. They let them work these crazy styles, and there was this clash uh, and those really great matches. And TJ Perkins had a really great match against Kota Ibushi, uh, and it was just really, really good tournament and then they took it all of the stuff that made it work away and put them in three minute matches on raw 
And Neville, as a guy who hates the cruiserweights, is immediately the most relatable person. <laughs> and he comes in, and instead of doing high-flying stuff, he murders everybody. It is yeah. so awesome. It's so good. I love it. Yeah, and I didn't think we would ever see this side of Neville. He was, I mean, a complete, complete opposite character that was really just hard to get into, he especially was, when he couldn't stay healthy. He was, like, sort of a superhero? Yeah. I guess was, was his character. I, I, I definitely couldn't get into it, and... To be, and yeah, he is definitely. It's it's refreshing to see that, but uh, I just cannot get into the cruiserweight division at all. I just I don't know what it is. If it's because they have another show, I've heard Two Hundred Five Live is actually doing a pretty good job. Um, but eh, it's doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah, yeah I just I can't. I, I don't know the characters well enough, and it just seems like they're kind of throwing them in there, and they they have nothing to do with raw you know it's 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 tough for me to watch or enjoy the cruiserweights right now that's my hot take yeah so do you you like what they're doing with neville though yeah yeah i, I yeah i think definitely is much better than what neville used to be and I, yeah I'll, I'll watch and uh, hear what neville has to say and see who he destroys next um his character is yeah his character is definitely um exciting to watch but other than that um not too much else doing it not, for you no not a whole lot i do i do like uh jack gallagher Oh yeah, Jack Geller is great. He is he's fun, but uh, other than those two guys, I just nothing nothing for me. Yeah, that's pretty much the summary of it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I guess moving on because that's that's <laughs> all we had to say. There Jack Gallagher is wonderful, and yeah. Neville is the spirit animal of everyone watching Raw. Yeah, who just wants to see the cruiserweights get destroyed by somebody who they know better. All right, so let's take on SmackDown here. Okay. Uh, so WWE SmackDown. Oh yeah, shout out to Rusev for calling himself the Bulgarian George Clooney. He was and that wonderful segment was uh, Shawn Michaels. He was different on Monday, wasn't he? He, he was, was like so good. Yeah, he was he was very good, which he's been very good. But he was like joking around. He kind of had like a smirk on his face the whole time. I think he was happy to be in the ring with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and he is so so good. Yeah, I didn't even get mad when he took the super kick and everything. Right, that was that was just a fun little thing they did. The match was terrible. Uh, <laughs> poor Jinder Mahal almost died taking that side slam, the East River Crossing from Cass. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a fun segment. The match was probably the worst thing we saw in wrestling this week. No, 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 that's not true. There's there's one on SmackDown that's pretty terrible. And are you surprised? I know we keep going back to Raw, but are you surprised that there was nothing more with Shawn Michaels? Like he's not going to be a part of the Royal Rumble or anything? Uh, I was sort of disappointed, but he's made it very clear that he wants to retire and leave it on a very good note yeah. with his matches with Taker. He has done so. enough. Yeah, and I understand that. I understand where he's coming from there. So, yeah, that's to be expected. But, all right, so uh, over on SmackDown, um, we've got the Tag Team Championship match, which was a very, very well-wrestled match. The new Wyatt family is really doing it for me. I don't know what it is, but they're working very well together. Yep, I, I yeah, I love them, but they can't uh, they can't get along. Randy Orton and and uh, Harper just uh, don't see eye to eye. It seems like no, they do not see eye to eye. But Bray Wyatt's trying his best to keep everything together, which is fun fun to watch as well. Yeah, it's a it's a fun dynamic, and the Wyatt family needed it, and Orton needed it. So beyond the uh, the cultist swamp stuff, or Randy Orton <laughs> trying to grow a beard, or whatever is going on with that. Uh, it just was a very uh, good decision to uh, put them together. Yeah. So it was awesome. Uh, we have uh, the rivalry between Dean Ambrose and The Miz. We had another great Miz meltdown the other week on Talking Smack. I, I watched that. Yeah, that was good. After losing the title. he He's great at those meltdowns. Uh, he 
Him and him and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's got to have one more match because how we we, we all want to see that. The Miz versus Daniel Bryan right now. There it seems like there's real hate heat there. I, I would love to see that match. Yeah, it's and the, they're teasing it. Yeah, it was the best rivalry on WWE last year. Yeah, was those two because of their, they had so much history dating back to NXT. Right. Uh, but everyone would want to see that. But at the same time, for the safety sake of Daniel Bryan, I understand. But at the same time, man, if it's so weird that they. The feuds that suck are the ones we see, and the feuds that they can't do are the ones they're the best at building. Right. Remember Shawn Michaels versus Daniel Bryan a few years ago? That's when Shawn Michaels would have come back. Or Shawn Michaels versus Styles. They didn't really tease that too much. But, uh, yeah, so I think if, if Shawn was going to come back, he would have done it that time. But we have these great potential feuds, and then we just can't do them. I, I will say this this feud with Ambrose and The Miz is is, is great, though. I love it. The bringing the, the girlfriends in, well, Maurice is his wife. Um, and Renee Young's good. I, I like whenever Renee Young's on TV, it's a good thing for me. Um, and I just love it. I, I love the way they, they're bringing this whole thing together, and uh, it, it shows why they actually don't like each other. Yeah. Renee Young's really good at her job. She should replace yeah. every other backstage interviewer. How many are, are – are there just like – is there one girl that's changing her look every week, or are there like three girls on Raw that look the exact same? Okay, well, there's – Charlie. There's Charlie Caruso. There's uh, Dasha. Okay. Uh, who looks a lot like Charlie. Yeah, they look the exact same. But Charlie is the better interviewer. Okay. Dasha is not great. Um, and then you have Tom Phillips. He's he's on commentary. No, I'm I'm talking about the the girls that look the exact... I feel there's like... It's either the same girl or it's like three different ones. I never know. And there's there's at least one or two that we're missing. Yeah. But those are the ones that I know of. Right. They all look the same. They do. And they all look very, very short next to the wrestlers. It's comical. Either the camera guy is crouching down or they're (laughs) crouching down. I can't. I I spend those promos trying to figure out who's doing what, and I miss the entire promo. And and I love the awkward ending of every single WWE backstage interview where the wrestler just walks off and the the interviewer is just staring there with the microphone. (laughs) Yeah. Like that never happens in in real life. No. It's just. It's that's that's funny. And the questions they ask him are just so dumb. And yeah. Renee Young is a better Oh yeah, she's actress. Professional. Yeah, she's a good she's a professional. She's right. a great actress and she can really understand and carry that even in the, at the most awkward times. She understands how to be a backstage interviewer. Right. So she's great. So I have no problem with this so far. I mean, uh you know, I always want to I always wish for better things for Dean Ambrose. So hopefully he can make the most of this IC title run. This is his second run with the title. Uh, after winning it from Owens last year. Um, so, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. And uh, I'm not going to talk about Natalia and Nikki. It's pretty intense. Um, well, yeah, it's last week intense. was one of the worst segments of my life. Not really, but it was bad. Um, Didn't like it when they were just rolling around, just calling each other names. Calling each other names and beating each other up. That was terrible. This was okay because we got a chop block and a figure, and a, no, it's a sharpshooter outside the ring, which always hurts more. If they did it on the table, Nikki Bella's leg would have gotten broken. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this, uh, it's it's definitely, it's refreshing to see some actual fire from Natty, which we haven't seen in a long time, but uh, I don't, some of, this, some of <laughs> she, the stuff she says to Nikki in the last few weeks is pretty, pretty deep, pretty deep stuff. Yeah. About John Cena leaving her and. It's uh, it's pretty awful. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty mean stuff from Natty there, which I didn't think Natty really had a mean side, but we're finding that yeah. out. Yeah, she's a heel. And then all and um, Carmella is just forgotten about, and she's off with James Ellsworth doing their thing. I'm fine with that. Okay. If we get if we keep Ellsworth out of the main event, 
uh, JBL was a horrible, horrible commentator during this entire match. Well, not only was the match not good, nobody could get the woman's name straight. <laughs> and they, were, they kept insulting her, he and Otunga especially. Just awful. Yeah, that uh, the match really didn't mean anything. They're just they're just parading James Ellsworth and Carmella around together in in any capacity they can. Yeah, because yeah, I don't even I'm, I need an adult explain Spe- that to me. Speaking of JBL, real quick, I'm I'm just I'm throwing us all around today. I know, yeah, but dude, um, go for it. Did you watch uh, the new show with Peter Rosenberg bringing it to the table? No, no, I didn't watch that. Oh, it's good. It's it's a good show. I I recommend it. It was with Paul Heyman, JBL. And then Peter Rosenberg was the host. It's like PTI. If you ever watch Pardon the Interruption on ESPN, mm-hmm. it's that style. And they actually hit some hard-hitting topics, and uh, they gave their real opinion. It felt like on on most of the stuff. But uh, yeah, I've listened to. I've been a fan of Peter Rosenberg's for a while. He has a, a wrestling podcast that I've listened to for about five years now, and uh, it's cool to see him on WWE television. He's he's just like a he's a mark like you and me, and now he's got a show on there. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. There's hope for us. Well, hey, yeah, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I heard they were talking about a bunch of stuff like McGregor and Heyman's thoughts yep. on McGregor uh, and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'll have to give that a look. It's good. Bring it's it good. to the table. Yeah. I will give that a look. Um, okay, I do have a lot of love for – we'll be wrapping up here in just a sec. But I do have a lot of love for that promo between Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss that set up the cage match for next week. Uh, and Alexa Bliss's explanation for – Disguising herself as La Luchadora was so she could go undercover and infiltrate and find out who the real La Luchadora was. <laughs> That's such a great delusional it heel is. explanation. And it was really subtle and funny. Yeah. It was uh, pretty convincing, huh? Yeah. And then you have, it, it, you know, with this angle, I know a lot of people probably don't like it. I enjoy it because it's, on one hand, it's sort of comical, but at least they're doing something interesting with it. They're presenting Becky Lynch as this fired-up baby face, which she was in this promo, too, which is obviously that's her wheelhouse. Then you have Alexa Bliss as this conniving heel who's not quite at her level in terms of wrestling but is smarter than her. See, I would almost... I'm going to almost disagree with you. I think she is at a top level with wrestling right now. Oh, I, in kayfabe. I oh, okay, mean, okay. Yeah, I was going to, okay, I got what you're saying. But I think Alexa Bliss is doing some great things. And people forget that she has been around uh, the WWE since Sasha and Charlotte. I mean, she came in with all those guys, uh, girls. But, um, yeah, she, I think Alexa Bliss is doing big things. She she obviously was in NXT a lot longer than, than those girls were. But um, I, I love Alexa Bliss. Oh, yeah. No, champion. she's she's really great. Um, she's doing well with it so far. Um, finally got her own T-shirt. She's got a really weird way of holding the title. It sort of hurts my shoulder by watching it. But, uh, yeah, no, I uh, I'm, I foresee good things from these two. Uh, they've put on a really good match and then a not-so-good match. So hopefully they can get all of their uh, bugs worked out and put together some good work for us. And, and still, I, I believe, in my opinion, SmackDown's women division is, is more exciting to watch than the Raws. Yeah. Um, well, the same four people, 3.5, because Nia's kind of there, I guess, as Charlotte's friend, mm-hmm. I guess. You can quote me on that, um, <laughs> because that's really doesn't make any more sense than that. It doesn't, and it's just the same people trading the title back and forth, and um, Sasha Banks losing, and then getting her in- injured, and then losing again, and then having Bailey get murdered uh, and lose, and it's just sadness, really. Yeah, yeah it's, and there's just a lot of the same stuff going on. I, I think the call of 2016 was me on this podcast saying that they were going to switch the belt back and forth for for many, many months. Shut up. 
hates I mean, you. I'm putting myself over. I yeah, you are putting <laughs> yourself over, and it was a terrible call. It was the correct call, because, was the correct but call. it was. God, like, why? <laughs> I don't... And then Emelina has been... Her vignette videos have been going on for half a year. <laughs> they have. Half they a have. 26 weeks. So when will this year? This is... So July, probably. This is garbage. They're going to make it happen a whole year. Ridiculous. And there's no way that that's going to live up to six months of vignettes. No. Well, I'll be excited for it. Well, yeah. I think we all will, but... but there's... Goodness gracious. She was going to debut a few weeks ago. I got very excited. Because I love Emma as a wrestler, especially as a heel. She's very, very good. But uh, I guess that's still in the works. Um, what else is new? I don't I don't want to end this podcast without saying that Baron Corbin deserves to be in these main event roles. Yeah, his, his I, Cena I, match was good. Uh, his Cena match was good. His match uh, the week before was good. Um, he The triple threat match he was in was, was great. I think he deserves to be... Um, in these matches and at the top of the card. Baron Corbin's got the look. He obviously knows how to fight and he knows how to wrestle and he can talk. I think Baron Corbin's uh, in the going the right direction and he could be a big part of this company not not too far down the future. Yeah, uh, his match last week with Dolph Ziggler was awesome. It was really good. It opened the show. It wasn't a main event, but it was probably the best Baron Corbin match I've seen uh, maybe ever. It was very, very good work, and we saw way too much of Cor- Corbin Ziggler already, and even still, I thought it was very, very good work on his part, and Ziggler's too, who's trying to find his footing as a heel right now. But, yeah, he's definitely ready for the main event, which they said, and then but Cena is still Cena, and he's got to look good going forward into this feud with Styles. Yep. So he goes over, and for once in my adult life, I don't have a problem with Cena going over a younger guy. It made perfect sense to me. <laughs> yeah, oh so. yeah, definitely. And Cena... Since he's been back the last few weeks, he's he's been on top of his game. The promos that he's been cutting are pretty pretty good. My goodness, yeah, that promo face off that he had with Styles yes. was one of my favorites that they've done with that since Punk was here. I know, right? It, it's just so real. He doesn't stutter at all. I mean, he's just uh, that's you don't see that from very few people in, yeah. uh, in wrestling. And it wasn't just them shooting on one another too. Right. There was actual character building stuff where AJ said you'll you won't be as successful as the Rocket movies, but you're not as good as me here. And you think you understand why he thinks there's a kernel of truth to that. And then Cena throws a tantrum and says, "No, I'm still the man around here and I'm going to fight you about it." Yeah, so it was perfect. But uh yeah, so very, very good stuff from uh, Cena Styles. We got a great program from them last year, so uh, I'm looking forward to see that continue. So, yeah. yes, let us end <laughs> Ringmasters on a happy note this week. Yes. So this has been Ringmasters Podcast. Uh, we were on CMLife.com. We were on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, give us a shout-out on Twitter, at RingmastersCMU. I'm Grant Lefebvre for Jamison Galloway. Uh, stay sharp out there, Marks. Guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus.